Hey there, Nerd Clan. Head on over to minutewithmary.com slash discount to get 15% off my Twisted Epic Mascara. From Providence, Rhode Island, welcome to Outlander Cast. It's a podcast dedicated to the show Outlander on Stars. And welcome back. My name is Mary Larson. My name is Blake, and I got some real red wedding vibes. Oh my gosh, me too. Real red wedding. Like, I wonder if this was partly like inspired An for George R. R. Martin. I know. Germ was all about the Glencoe massacre life in oh. terms of the red wedding. You, no joke. You're like, oh, look at this. They're all eating together and making merry, and before you know it, the. Uh, the Reigns of Castamere may be playing. <laughs> By the way, hashtag spoilers. <laughs> oh, yeah. Hey. Well, before we get into the rest of this show, we wanted to make sure that you knew that Blake and I were all sorts of places. And in particular, if you're hearing this podcast on an app that is not a podcast app, maybe Facebook or Instagram or YouTube, you can actually subscribe to us on a podcast app of your choice. You can also find us on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, YouTube, all by searching Miriam Blake. We would love to remind you to head on over to jointhenerdclan.com. There you can become an official Nerd Clan member. You get great benefits like bonus episodes, premium podcasts like our Keep Calm and Crown On podcast. And our next big podcast that is coming up is The Last Kingdom. And that, of course, was voted on by listeners like you who are members of jointhenerdclan.com. Now, one thing I want to make sure y'all know about is that we are getting close to our 700 member level at jointhenerdclan.com, where you can join for as little as $2 a month. Yep. And your voice gets super heard. Uh, we're going to be doing a special, special thing for our friends at Join the Nerd Clan when we um, hit that 700 mark. So if you've been thinking about it, this is your final warning, guys. Get some special stuff. And of course, don't forget, too, the Mary and Blake Facebook group as mm-hmm. well. Just go to Facebook and check Everyone out Mary and Blake. Everyone can go there, yeah. And Mary and I are in there every day checking things out and having fun and making fun of each other and <laughs> just nerding out with everybody that That's right. is, loves the group. So everybody go to jointhenerdclan.com or check out the Facebook group, Mary and Blake. Mava, are you ready to get into I this sure episode? Shall sure we am. do it? We shall. All right, Blake. This chapter is chapter five, The Massacre of Glencoe. And <laughs> there was so much like great history in this chapter mm-hmm. that I could have read. But the the paragraph that I just loved was Graham saying, It seemed appropriate that on our first day that our first day should be ending with a trip to the place where they buried the dead. After surviving Sam's driving and the risk of alcohol poisoning at nine AM, it seemed the logical conclusion. I couldn't help wondering if this was all part of Sam's larger diabolical plan. Lure me to an island and leave me there, probably with a coconut 
and a GoPro. <laughs> and I just loved this because it reminds us that all of this has happened within one day. Yeah, the, the whole book so far that we've read, <laughs> one day. And still, Graham is like, what have I signed myself up to? You know, we've got all this history. We've got all this whiskey tasting. We've got all this stuff. Now we're going to be with dead people. And by the way, Sam's made a production out of this. <laughs> that he probably will leave me there with a coconut and a GoPro because this is a big deal to him. You know, I... I just loved it. It made me laugh out loud. Um, so we will delve more into the history, of course. But before we do, it's time for our GBGs. Blake, what is your good? You're bad and you're great for oh, chapter five. Oh, I'm starting off. You are. You okay, are. Okay, all right. Fair I thought we'd mix it up. You know, my voice has been on for a little while. All right, fair enough. The good for me was hearing all the, the stories of the nitty gritty history, uh, especially things like hearing the Campbells trying, some of the Campbells trying to warn some of the McDonald's oh, of yes. being like, you know what? I don't think you want to sleep here tonight. So I can be a friends with Campbell's. Yeah. Not really. Not really. I, and, but like, you should sleep somewhere else tonight or... You that would have been me. If I was a Campbell, I would have totally been like, guys, yeah. <laughs> go the other way. <laughs> and then somebody basically, you know, playing the equivalent of the reigns of Casimir yeah. at, at, at the party to be like, guys, get out. <laughs> yes, that was awesome. Please just get out. Whatever yeah. you do, just leave. Hopefully you know what this music means. <laughs> so I really like, again, uh, macro history is awesome. And let's talk about the massacre and let's talk about how that affects, you know, the Highland versus the Lowland and Lowlands and Scotland in general, but it's that it's that little stuff that I, as a historian and someone who really appreciates history, really want. Agreed. I really want that nitty gritty. The bad for me, because as much as I loved the nitty gritty, I also didn't get a real sense of why it happened. It, it, like I understand that it happens, and I understand that it, they were ordered to kill. The, the McDonald's by the king. And if they didn't kill them, they were going to get hung. I appreciate all of that. But why? I took it as, A, they were Highlanders and they were trying to like get rid of more of the Highlanders. B, they wanted to make an example out of somebody. Yeah, but for what purpose? Like, what, like, why like, make why an example? Yeah, why them, number one. But also, number two, like... Okay, you're you're making an example. Okay, what happened? What is the point of the example? Like generally, when you make an example of someone, it's because something bad has happened. Yeah, it didn't really make sense in this chapter. Right. It just it says that they did it, and there's a in there, and they give somewhat of a reason why the the the, the Campbells follow through with it, but they don't really say okay, what's the like what happened? What led up to it? I if there is, I am. Fully willing to admit I'm wrong. And if listeners. So it says, you know, the McDonald's, they were just like naughty a lot. They were light fingered, wrestling their neighbor's cattle and generally getting a bad name for themselves. This was partly why they were set upon at Glencoe. Right. They had a few friends and had massed a great deal of enemies over the years. Right. And so that's part of it. Yeah, sure. And like that's that's a very glossed over reasoning. And like if if I were to make a criticism of this chapter, it would be. Okay, let's talk more about that than the experience filming Preston Pans or talk more about that than the the, the gravestones. See what I'm saying? Like I want more of that, especially when the title is The Massacre of Glencoe. But the great, the great for me is actually Graham getting hangry and yes. refusing to leave the boat. He's like, nope, yes. not doing it. I love that. Where's my lady latte? I, the, I love the character that they're making for Graham 
this person who is just so high maintenance yep. refuses to do anything that makes him go out of his way. Pretty much the opposite of his character in the show. Absolutely. <laughs> that is that is entertainment. And I feel like even though my bad was what just what it was, this chapter is a good blend of what Agreed. I think this book should be. Agreed. Or at least the way that the book was advertised. Yes. You know, give me all the history and, and give me the history with the two guys sprinkled in as opposed to the two guys with history sprinkled in like i said last chapter so that is my gbg marvin you're good you're bad and you're great you know my good is the little stories of their day this is like a dear diary entry of people that i'm interested about them and i'm interested about where they're exploring so just like you said i think this is my favorite chapter so far because it's been a great hybrid sure my bad is i'm starting to get confused with all of the different people that they've spoken with in this one day (laughs) well you have charlie yeah charlie who who is the jimmy maybe sure jimmy Tommy, so it's Charlie, Chick, Davey. Allen telling them about the Battle of the Shirts. Yes. Okay. And, and then he, I feel he's like he's the historian guy, the the one that's giving them a t- the tour. Okay. Is that the only person who was talking in this they chapter? Talk, yeah. Yeah. I think he's the only one talking in the chapter. There was Charlie was with the previous chapter, and then there was the guy at the the distillery that they talked. There was to. the beard guy. Is that Charlie? That's Charlie. Okay. So then, who's this guy? This is the tour guide. What's that his they name? Had. I don't know, Jimmy or uh, Chuck. Chuck. Chick? No, Char. This no. This guy's Charlie. This guy is Charlie Chick Allen. All right. Well, who was the other guy? I don't know. Beard guy. Yeah, beard guy. This is what I'm talking about, guys. I'm getting a little confused. I'll, There's I'll a lot find, of people. Give, give me and one then second. They'll, then they'll reference like their German friend who's doing the um, the filming and stuff. So I'm just getting a little confused with all of these people, and I don't know. I'm just going to picture them all as the bearded guy, I guess, is how it's going to go from here. That he is just following them on his motorcycle. Oh, then there's another guy called Derek. Sure. There was some guy named Derek, because I see Derek tells us there are various tales of soldiers. So who the heck is Derek? No, I'm telling you, Derek is the one that is the 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 tour guide. And then Charlie is the one with, with the beard. I hope so. I don't know. I don't even know. There's anyway. That's nonetheless. My this all happened in one day. You got yes. so many different people. That you're like you're losing track. And and that's the thing. I'm losing yeah. track of all these people. I almost think I need them to all physically be described a bit more so yeah. I can think of it as that way. And then my great is drumroll, Blake. Okay. I loved all of the history Stop in this it. chapter too. I think I just need Sam and Graham to travel the world. And write little books with fun little stories to teach me history. Like, I can learn history by Hamilton. I can learn history by watching the Tudors. I can learn history by Sam and Graham. Mary, you know what you get? Makes me want to shout. Yay! Absolutely. It also helps that, like, the McDonald's are just mentioned all the time. <laughs> the McDonald's. Which is my dad's side. So my mom's side yeah. the McKenzie's yes. and my dad's side of the McDonald's. Yeah, and yeah, yeah. The McDonald's are getting their asses handed to them. You know, but it makes so this much entire sense. entire book. Because my dad's always told me like, you know, you can't be friends with Campbell's. You can't be. And I'm like, what is going on? Like, why is this a thing in my family? <laughs> the McDonald's just can't be friends with anybody. anybody. They just, they can't. And they blamed everybody. Like, I was raised being like, everyone used to steal our sheep. No. <laughs> no, McDonald's. You were the giant. <laughs> you were the little thieves. Yes. 
You you were the troublemakers. Oh my goodness and, and, gracious. And it was everybody else's fault except you. When I meet my family in Nova Scotia, I'm going to be like, listen. What'd you do? Whatever stories you pass to the Americans, <laughs> they weren't true. Just make sure you have a plan B, okay? Have a plan B. Seriously. <laughs> the poor McDonald's. None of them are Enneagram sixes. None, none. They're all. They're all about the Plan B. They're all the disaster ones. <laughs> I frequently get that one high when I take the test. Okay, the, so we've got the cave, we've got the church. What else? We should be good, right? We got the boats too, right? Yeah. The boats will be fine. Yeah, we got to go. If we got to go somewhere, we'll just get on the boat, right? I'm gonna have everybody over for dinner. It'll be fine. <laughs> we'll have them stay for like twelve days. We'll play games. Play some shinty. Oh man! There's no way they can hate us after that. It'll be totally fine. Yeah, I got some real, like I said, real Red Wedding vibes from this, especially down to the point of we're like, hey, listen, you know, you get into a fight, whatever, you know, you you, you do one thing and you and you, you burn you burn some people in a in, in a church and you suffocate a bunch of people in a cave. Hey, you know what? In Scotland, those things happen. They, I, I mean, well, I'm going to get mad about it, but I'm I'm not going to hold it against you because that's just hey, it's like the God. It, it always goes back to the Godfather. That's business. It's not personal. It's just Highland business. hospitality, though. You can. It was fine to lay an ambush or yeah. kill a Highlander from a tree or thief from him or burn hundreds of them in a cave, but definitely do not have dinner with them and then kill them. Exactly. Nope. Real red way. When you have dinner with somebody and and you and you murder them in their beds, personal. <laughs> that is personal. And then, yeah, like you said, that they had a music. Um, the Piper played the lament called Women of the Glen, knowing any McDonald's hearing it would understand it as a warning. No joke, Blake. I think you're right. I think George R. R. Martin thought of <laughs> the massacre of Glencoe yeah, for the Red Wedding, down to the fact they played this like secret song that you should know doesn't mean will end well. Oh, my god. <laughs> Imagine being at that party and like having a few beers. They were having beers for like 12 days. That's what I'm saying. Like having a few beers and, you know, you're like, man, this this party's rocking, dude. We're doing good. We're we're playing some shinty. We're having a good time. You know, Angus is over here on the tables lifting his kilt. A couple of guys got into some wrestling matches, but hey, that happens. You know, it's it's fine. And then like, you're like, man, what, what what is this song? Hey. I thought we were listening to happy music. Why is he playing the women of the Glen? Way to kill a party, McTavish. Good job. Seriously. <laughs> and then, uh, oops. <laughs> you know, uh, uh, just unbelievable. Unbelievable. I was fascinated by this story. I was fascinated by how uh, they were ordered to kill all these people. And and even Graham talking about like what must it have been like mm. for these people who get the orders you know, and you know the orders are being transferred. You know, secretly, as Graham says, outside in the cold, yeah. and in the people snow. are whispering, and uh, it's blizzard out. I find that phenomenal. Like, it just just the history of it, not the act, but the the history of it and the the story of it. What must have gone through these people's heads? I don't think I've actually ever heard this song, "The Massacre of Glencoe." 
Probably because I am a McDonald's. Yeah, probably because it's not, you know, it's, they're not playing it for funsies at house parties. <laughs> it's not old thing sign, I'll tell you what. <laughs> not in my family. Oh, man. Oh, this is just such a Debbie Downer. You know, I loved also learning just about their different buildings. Yes. And the houses and how they were even built to like in the wintertime house the animals in a portion of their house to block the wind, to bring in some heat. And how stinky that must have been. Mm-hmm. Blake and I have a seven, almost eight year old son who is stinky. Okay. Very stinky. I mean, and I air out that room. We, we live in New England. So when it gets above 32 degrees, you can I'm only like, do so much. I open up those windows and I can only imagine the cold, brutal Scotland air and not having a seven year old tooting machine, but <laughs> having like tooting livestock. For, yeah, trying to be classy, Blake. Trying to be classy. Li- li- living with a bunch of cows and goats <sighs> and chickens running around. Nope. Like, you know, they're not potty trained. No. Nope, you know, not. like they, they're just leaving dumps. Right in your family room. Well, like, what are we doing? What are we talking about? So gross. But I, I do like the idea that they tried to, you know, study these and they, they were going to rebuild or do a replica yep. of these houses so cool. in the museum, which I thought was really cool. It said too. they were supposed to be doing it in 2020. So, yeah, hashtag COVID. So I, I doubt that. I mean, hey, if you're building like an outdoor house. Yeah, sure. Why not? Maybe. Yeah. You know, just one little less maskage. Yeah, you know, you'd be go. fine. There We're all going to look back on this time and, and just, it's going to be like a fever dream. <laughs> yeah, remember that time we wore masks for like an entire like year and a half? I did see just this whole thing about how like when we talk to our you know, futuristic uh, grandchildren. Yeah. How they're going to think we're bonkers. Yeah, absolutely. They're gonna be, that didn't happen. There was this germ that scared us so much <laughs> and like was so bad that we just hid in our houses and wore masks. And watched all the Netflix. We didn't see people's teeth for a year. <laughs> like people's dental hygiene oh. or like their weird little things they do with their mouths mm-hmm. and they're going to forget and then they're going to go back in society and we'll be like, well, that person like lips licks their lips a lot. <laughs> People, I think, for, are going to forget how to be social. I have forgotten that I shouldn't be. The amount of time that I waste smiling at people <laughs> when I enter or exit places, whatever. I need to auto. I want to wear a mask that says I'm actually smiling behind this <laughs> because I'm looking at them and I'm like, oh, my God, they don't know. Yeah. I just was freaking wasting a smile. You're just at somebody. Just getting wrinkles for no reason. <sighs> you have to smize. <laughs> I just look angry. <laughs> so we get this whole thing about how, you know, the Campbells are chilling out, having a good time. Everybody's over for these 12 long days. Breaking bread, gambling, drinking, trading stories by the fire. I mean, literally just having a blast. Which, like, don't you guys have lives? Right, you think that, like, don't you got a job that that pays you? <laughs> like, they're doing archery, the playing shinty. I actually was envisioning the movie Brave. Absolutely, you know, just where how like all those guys are over trying to marry Merida, but they're there for a very long time. <laughs> so that's what I just pictured. I'm like, ah, oh, it's like Brave from just all these different guys clans. being dudes. And then they get this note, and they're like, by the way, at five a.m. tomorrow. I don't know what you plan on doing, but you ain't sleeping in. Right. <laughs> you're not going to Starbucks. You're waking up. Kill everyone. Kill them all, as Jamie would say. And um, By the way, if I'm late, yeah, don't wait. Yeah, I don't. might be there. I might not. 
just you make sure you do it though, okay? Or else just you're get gonna, it done. Or else you're a traitor. Because and then you're gonna die. Bye. <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh! Like Hearts, what? The king. <laughs> yes. Goodness gracious! So there they go, and some of them, like you said, some of them were dropping hints, some of them were, you know, just whispering, but a lot of them just did their job, man. Wake up, cut you in half. Yeah, and all those people died, man. All those people died. Crazy to think about that. Crazy. And just as crazy as when uh, Sam is talking about how he was holding a pistol that was on the uh, ground, that mm-hmm. was discovered on the ground at, mm-hmm. at, um, Culloden? at, at Culloden, and how he is like, yeah, this, this person who held this gun more than likely died in battle yeah. and had one shot. And then used his, he threw it away. his and he threw it away and then and then he ran and, and charged and that was that. Um, yeah, again, it's those little things, mm-hmm. those little things in history. Uh, and, and as much as I I thought that the 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 chapter did pretty well with the story of Glencoe Massacre, I did appreciate some of the stuff that they talked about in terms of their filming for Outlander. Agreed. Uh, it, it, it actually because it was all about it, the battles. Yes, it made sense. It was, it was linked. It was, it was Glencoe massacre adjacent, if yes. you will, which I f- found appealing. Uh, another thing that too, I really liked as well is the, uh, the white rose poem that mm-hmm. was written and how, you know, this was something that was mentioned last chapter and reiterated this chapter. When you were fighting, you didn't bother looking at kilts. Yeah. You were looking at people's hats yep. or the plumes or whatever it is. Or, or the rose. Or the, the rose. fact that they like all picked them up with the bonnie prints and put them in their hats. Right. Like what happens? What happens if your rose falls off? <laughs> you, you better put that thing on tight. You could really glue that. Who's got the... <laughs> who's got the... Uh, oh my God. What was the... Uh, the name um, in the the Lego movie, <laughs> the crazy glue, the crackle, the crackle, the crackle. <laughs> Seriously, that would be with my anxious mind. That would be my fear. I would need so little, much crackle. Serious. I would make a crown. I would be like, one isn't enough. <laughs> I'm just gonna wear a white hat. Okay. <laughs> There's gonna be no doubt what side I'm on. Oh, goodness man. gracious. That was, that was so funny. That was so funny. The yeah. Craggle. So you've got all of this great insight into the battle and knowing that they're looking at the plumes on the top of their heads instead right. of necessarily their kilts. And then they go off to the island where they have all these dead people. Right. And I like how they're all, there are all these different islands. One where you went to this island to make a deal. And you didn't leave the island until you made the deal or one of you was dead. Yeah. That was, that's so cool, man. That I, again, find that fascinating. Agreed. That this was, this was a known thing. Yeah. Like, you know, you're, you're going to, you're going to the mattresses here on the island. You're either going to figure it out or Or, one of you is dead. Or you're going to croak. Yeah. And, and one of you is walking off no matter what. So figure it out. Mm -hmm. Like that a lot. And then there is, another whole area where people are get buried and, and it's uninhabited and there's this little building that was erected and, and that's that. And not only like did they bring them there to quote, get buried, but they didn't really even like dig that far. They wanted right. just to make sure they weren't eaten by wolves, but they would frequently just leave their bodies on the ground, maybe cover them up with a, like a little bit of dirt. Like, ah, right. that, that yeah, works. it's fine. That's ah, fine. And the fact that like, there's this little chapel 
that really people haven't been in for 50 years. Yeah, it's just right. so neat. This is something, you know, they're really wetting our whistle for the television show Men in Kilts coming out on Valentine's Day. Yes. Um, I don't know. I'm just getting more and more excited. I loved, <laughs> I just love Graham because I see him as, you know, um, Dougal. I just see him as Dougal. Yes, he's yeah. been in other films and everything, but he's Dougal in my mind. Absolutely. And knowing that he's like, I don't want to go in that kayak. Yeah, like, we're not, no I'm way. Not doing I'm it. not. It's the sun is setting. I'm not going in a sea lock. No, 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 no. Absolutely not. Okay, we're going on a boat. And how he mocks Sam with his multiple outfit changes. Yeah, right. <laughs> so, of course, we all know that this is something we need to look to because obviously this is probably going to be a different episode. You sure. know, there'll be the whiskey episode, just like the chapters are broken up, but really it takes place in the same day. So, Sam is like, oh, I got to change my outfit. So, it's a different... You just see Sam being like He's this. like, the storyboard shows that I need to be in a different <laughs> outfit because this will be airing, you know, episode four. So I need a different outfit. It was the same day. Hashtag magic of television. And Graham like just packed his one outfit. <laughs> what do you What do you want me to do? And he's like, great. Okay, so I'm just going to look like I stayed in the same clothes for four days. <laughs> and Sam, of course, has the perfect wellies. Oh, absolutely. Of course he does. He's all dressed up. And it, 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 I could just see Graham being there, being like, Sam, are you kidding me? Where's my snack? Where's my shortbread? Where, where's my shortbread? I need a latte. My blood sugar is low. Yeah. What are we doing? And Sam, on the flip side, oh, reading about him, like, hauling out this boat. I know he's only 6'3", and Blake, you're 6'4", the height of Jamie Fraser in the yes, books. Yes, that's right. Um, but the way that it was described that Sam jumped out in these wellies to <laughs> pull the boat ashore, I just pictured him like Atlas, like, <laughs> jumping out like this behemoth of a man. No! <laughs> Triangle-shaped body, inverted, so, like, the top part is the wide part. Just, like... Pulling this little boat like he himself was a tugboat. Like, don't worry, Graham. I'll pull you ashore. And you know when you pull a boat in, I don't know how frequently you've been on boats, Blake, but you know when you pull it in, Mm -hmm. and like you can pull it in so people can get out, or you can be really nice and you can like pull it in a lot further so it is nice dry ground. Like I could just see Sam doing that with such ease to make sure that Lady Lodge is with one hand. Yeah. Yeah. With his pinky. (laughs) And then Graham just be like, I'm not getting out. This, This is ridiculous. I'm not doing it. This is way too dangerous. And his like nice shoes on these slippery, slippery seaweed covered rocks. <laughs> I could totally see him doing that. I can't wait to see if they play this kind of character up yes. in the show. I feel like they will. Agreed. But uh, there's also this this great admission from Samory. He's like, yeah, I'm just going to keep fucking with him. Yeah. Uh, this, the, the rest of the time. Like, I can't wait I to also do this. think that this is going to be how our first time in Scotland is going to go. Oh, totally. And I'm Sam. Absolutely. I mean, yeah. Of course they're going to be. Tourists stick together. Here's Me a quick story. Fraser. Here's a quick story. When we got married, we were planning our honeymoon. And Mary's like, yeah, you know what? Let's just go. Let's go to Ireland and let's go to Scotland. And we'll just... We'll go. We'll just travel from. We'll rent a car. Yeah, we'll rent a car and, and we'll just go to these different towns. We'll find our ancestors and yeah. graveyards and like just drink in local pubs that have their name. And then we'll just we'll find places to stay. Yeah. And all I could think of was was just getting murdered. Yeah, you these... like envisioned taken with uh, Liam Neeson. Yes, absolutely. <laughs> and I don't have a special set of skills 
to defend you. <laughs> so, no, we are not doing that. Is like that is my nightmare. Well, we could rent a camper van where I will continually forget to take off the parking brake. Absolutely, there you go. Totally, that is something I would be amenable to. That let's rent a camper. Oh, you wouldn't. I would because it's campus are cool, man. I'm in on campus. Because you, you at least no, you be you got a place for all your stuff. But you'd be like, we have to be on the other side of the road. I, I, I don't know how I feel about <laughs> That's this. That's true. If we hit a rotary and we're driving yes. on the wrong side, I would flip out. Exactly. I would flip out. Yeah. Maybe. Point taken. <laughs> you know, we should again. What we ended up doing was just going <laughs> on a cruise. And we, went, we went on a cruise to the Mediterranean, which was excellent. But you know what we need to do? We just need to do like a British Isles cruise. Okay, Blake. That's what we're gonna do. All right. See you later, COVID. <laughs> We're coming for you, <laughs> UK. Uh, anything else you want to say about this, Jack? No, I, I really, really enjoyed it. I really I just enjoyed can't it. Can't wait to keep on going. Yep. All right, let's close it. I got a surprise for you. As a matter oh, of fact, you I'm ready excited. for this? All right, here we go. Cruel is the snow that sweeps Glencoe and covers the grave O'Donnell, and cruel was the foe that raped Glencoe. So this is the song, the the, the master massacre of Glencoe by the Corys. Oh yay! So it was mentioned in this book. I figured, you know what? Let's close it out to this uh, to this yes. song, shall we? Very nice. You're welcome and for sad. that. It's very sad. It's okay though. Just picture Sam, little little Sam, being like, "Excuse me, blind old man, can you please sing me that song of the massacre of Glencoe?" Oh man! So yeah, thank you everybody for taking the time to listen to this episode and uh, having a having fun with us talking about our honeymoon and just people getting murdered in their beds. Not you know? people, Blake. My family. <laughs> <laughs> yes, that's true. That is true. Of course, go to uh, MaryandBlake.com to check out all of our podcasts, uh, including the one for Bridgerton, which is brand new, and uh, This Is Us Two, which is about This Is Us on NBC. Even though there's a little bit of a break right now for This Is Us, we are still podcasting strong in the COVID times. And of course, Outlander Cast and all the other shows that we have going on over there. That's right. Well, until next time, lasses and lads, I'm Mary Larson. My name is Blake. And you've been listening to Outlander Cast. Oh, that raped Glencoe.